so I'm Robin. <laughs> oh, I'm Stephanie. And, uh, and we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. We're talking about Dawson's Creek episodes. Um, is it in a family way? Yeah, a family way. This we do this Ex- all the time. You say we're talking about episodes, and I'm waiting for you to set, to just start list the episodes off. But maybe, and I have no me. idea. I'm waiting for oh, you okay. to say because I don't know. Wow, we're really a terrible team. We can't read each oh. other like that. Uh, <laughs> great expectations. You had me at goodbye, and the unusual suspects. Great week for Dawson's Creek. I don't know about you, but I had a, I had a. Uh, uh, tear drenched then you know just had a lot of fun at the end uh, time watching these episodes yeah it ended at a good spot mm. uh, okay so the first episode yeah. my greatest it's a horror story it's not like my greatest fear <laughs> you're just getting the kid out of the house <laughs> uh-huh and then you have to start over when you're an old woman <laughs> I mean, people, that, there are ways to stop this. Uh, Let me give you some education. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Be responsible. Uh-huh. Please spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I can understand, you know, they, she had fertility problems, mm-hmm. so she thought that it just was not ever going to happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought this episode was interesting that we're exploring, like, uh, you know, it's completely undone in the next episode. We're like, we're going to keep the baby. (laughs) Um, uh, In this episode, you know, Gail is like, no, I actually don't want to continue (laughs) and have a baby. So, like, it's so weird to see, like, Dawson's parents to be the subject of an abortion plot, you know? Yeah. Um, but I guess it would be t- would would it have been too controversial at the time for it to be one of the no. teenage characters? Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, I don't know. And who do you knock up out of the main characters this soon? I guess maybe Andy, <laughs> but since they're about to send her on her way. Uh, but uh, but I feel like her emotional issues are enough. Yeah, that's enough for her. Gosh, imagine knocking her. They up can do. Yeah, they've done a lot with her. They can do lots of different stories with her emotional yeah, but, uh, issues. I, I think I think you know they made it so Gail was having an abortion not because you know a it's just like you know her right and and that's just how she feels and that's there's no more question of it. But they made it so um, she was actually worried that she was going to screw somebody's life up uh, like she did Dawson's. And then Dawson had to convince her that, you know, actually it was all worth it. You know, everything is great. And you guys are awesome parents. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. And then we get more insight into the, uh, oh my God, what's her name? Gretchen. Gretchen. Yeah. So we find out her story of why she's back in town. Yeah. She had a she had a miscarriage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to like Dawson is. Um, uh, um, sorry, somebody from work just messaged me asking me if I could make a meeting today. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'll just ignore <laughs> that message. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, wow, they just keep messaging. That's great. Um, so, anyway, um, where was my thoughts? Oh, uh, Gretchen was uh, – th- th- this is a way for Dawson to uh, learn more about Gretchen. But, oh, yeah, um, Dawson um, is uh, back to basically parenting his parents. And so he's going to, like, Gretchen for advice, like, all right, so you're – you're an ex- you're experienced in this, you know. How do I how do I coax my mom through this? How do I have my mom out with the, what she's going through? And so it's just funny. Uh, anyway, so enough about that. Um, uh, it, we we have uh, Joey um, thinking about getting intimate with um, Pacey. And- yeah, I was like, oh no, Joey and. Uh- Joey's going to run into uh, Dawson's parents at the free clinic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be, be awkward. <laughs> yeah. 
and oh, I mean, oh, Bessie makes me so mad because for all these seasons, Bessie has been, you know, aggravating Joey about boys and relationships yeah. and getting intimate. And then when Joey goes and does, you know, tries to be responsible, yeah. then she gives her a hard time in front of strangers, exactly. in front of Completely customers. Yeah, that was just. Yeah, it's not so, like she found a pair of like Pacey's underwear. She found a bag full of materials, it's information, and uh, you know protective measurements that uh, Joey, um, you know, needs. Uh, it would it should have been a lot more uh, tactful than to <laughs> do that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so. Uh, luckily, uh, oh, we also get a strange thing that happens in this episode: a Bodie and Joey scene. And in this episode, yeah, scene, we, we I, uh, is it implied that uh, little baby Alexander might have been a mistake? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just got that as I was watching it. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. No, I, I I can't recall anything like that. Yeah. But luckily, at the end of the episode, uh, uh, Pacey is uh, revealed to be, yes, still a superhero. That is just, you know, he just wanted to start the conversation, and he's okay with waiting. So, yeah. Uh, this, this that, yeah, that was very, oh, because he got mad at her. Yeah. Because she stops the, uh, the, the making out session every day. Right. Uh, yeah, and that he's going to stop it. And he he just wants the conversation to start. He doesn't want them to ignore what's going on here, you know. Um, this episode also starts the soccer arc. Um, oh, God. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first off is a little bit of a, a, a funny little plot where... Uh, this little girl's Hi, I'm 28. Yeah. yeah. No, she's not her mother. She's her sister. Oh, her sister. Oh, sorry. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm bringing my sister to soccer practice. You know, my mom had me uh, early in life and had her late in life. Mm -hmm. We're like, wow, we don't care. Too much information. (laughs) Yeah, and Andy is very much like, oh, he's got a girlfriend, uh, Natasha Boyardee. so, so the uh, the sisters. I, I got that wrong. Uh, the sister played is played by Bridget Newton, who, um, funny enough, is actually in uh, one of the big scenes that everybody remembers from the movie Man of Steel. Um, she, do, do you remember when um, Superman uh, is trying to stop Zod from torturing torching this family? With his heat vision, and he ends up snapping his neck, which is super controversial. Um, spoiler alert, by the way. Um, the the family that's there, the mother of the family, is played by this actress. <laughs> so, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And uh, Molly is played by Carly Schroeder, who uh, was in Firewall. She played uh, Harrison Ford's daughter. So <laughs> that was like their biggest roles, I think. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so this sister gets. Uh, Put off because Jack finally has to come out and say I'm gay, and then that starts like, oh gosh, uh, this might be a dangerous uh, person to be around our children because he's gay. Yeah, because you know, pedophiles are straight men. You know, usually. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the statistics are there, but I guess I guess perhaps, but like pedophiles. Like assholes come in many forms, <laughs> all shapes and <laughs> shapes and sizes, <laughs> all different preferences. Um, yeah, um, I just felt bad for Jack because he's obviously hurt by the end of this whole arc because people might be thinking that about him. Um, so that's it for Family Way. Um, so we get into the uh, the great. Two episode arc of uh, Andy's exit. Exit. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. so Jen is toting around the ecstasy because she's gonna. She's thinking about taking it when they go to the rave. Yeah, I love how the most antisocial kids in 
Cape side are always drawn to parties. Mm-hmm. Every season they go to a party. <laughs> it's hardly ever a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so is so she's Jen is thinking about taking the ecstasy and and uh Andy's like, Oh let me see, I just want to see what it looks like. Oh let me hold it. Oh well and then Jack comes up and she hides it and while Jack and Jen are talking, Andy takes it. Yeah, it's off camera, but uh, yeah, we don't actually mm-hmm. see our our Andy taking drugs on screen. But it, of know, course, see, yeah. we find out that she took them um, because you love everybody, and everybody loves you. Yeah, and everything is the greatest. Um, yeah, there were definitely very. Uh, I think they were a little bit more restrained on talking about the dangers of ecstasy in this episode. Because Jen says that, you know, it's good until it's over and then reality comes back and you're, you know, whatever. But you also lose your inhibitions. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't understand, like, how uh, the drug would affect Andy. But I'm sure because it uses up your serotonin. Like you get like a rush of serotonin and you use all that. That's why you have that like euphoria that you love everything. And with having, you know, serotonin issues with her, like whatever Andy has going on and being on medication, I can imagine it would, yeah, it would, it would mess you up. But I don't, you know, I don't know exactly how. I just I don't understand why she was running a fever. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know that to me that doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, it was good drama. Yeah, yeah, it was good drama. And then Jack was mad at Jen for giving her drugs. Jen didn't exactly give it to her. Mm-hmm. And also, even if she did, Andy, it's Andy's. You know, whether she takes it or not, it's her. It's it's on her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Jen, it, Jen didn't force it down her throat, right? But uh, again, I also uh, wrote down in my notes. I said, "Stop trying to murder your friends, Jen. It's just uh, <laughs> people just die around you, or almost die around you." <laughs> uh, but uh, some notes I had during the whole XC uh, scene, the rave. Um, this rave, what I thought was a private party, not a private party, because they had posters. But I thought it was more of a like oh go let's go out to this place where we give this guy a passcode and then we get in and then you know and then it's like a secret location that the cops don't know about or whatever um but it was on posters so maybe it was more of a public thing i was just surprised that there were emts like right there (laughs) yeah i was like where are all these kids coming from yeah yeah this must be closer to um providence Mm. Uh, I did like the Chemical Brothers on the soundtrack. There's Block Rock and Beats, Set and Sun. I I used to love listening to this music back then. I, I actually went to a Crystal Method concert, and it was amazing. Because um, <laughs> it was just like a big writhing dance floor. It was hilarious. It, it was just a lot of fun. And uh, I, I'm, um, I'm totally straight edge. <clears throat> Yes. Uh, <laughs> said the person who followed who on tour fish. <laughs> I went on a little fish tour. What? <laughs> I, I just wanted a hitchhike. That's all. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, this is the first time we see them all hanging out together. Also, uh, the whole cast is back together. Sort of like, yeah. Um, I thought Jen's hair is probably really soft. Um, <laughs> That was so great. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, her hair probably is really soft." <laughs> oh, that was almost as good as drunk Joey. <laughs> How about when uh, Andy drops some truth on Pacey and Joey? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably still in love with you, but you know that's all right. Yeah. That's okay. I'll get over it." You totally no stole deal. Joey from Dawson, and jo- Joey, you should feel terrible for yourself. But anyway, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and freaking Drew Valentine standing there just taking it all in love. Oh, he it. was loving it. Yeah. yeah, and then at the end he told you and he was like, See, they that's really how they feel about you. You're the you're the problem child. So uh season six so fight evil. is that what Drew is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I love when Jack bellows at Jen. It should be you in this ambulance. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh gosh, Pacey uh, proving again that he's a complete hero. Uh, he's the only one that stays, just refuses to leave and just stays at the hospital. It's like, nope, I'm going to mm-hmm. stay here and whatever. I was like, God damn it, you selfless bastard. Because he's so quiet during the episode, but yet and so I kept on like, when they get to the hospital, I kept looking at Pacey. I'm like, this is like the, this was like the love of your life at one time. What, you know, what are you, what is your reaction going to be to this? And he doesn't even say anything until like they all decided to part and he's like, nope, I'm going to stay. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this all came from uh, Andy, not, uh, like getting accepted to Harvard and but not like feeling super happy about it because of her meds. Like she just wanted to feel something. So that's why she ended up taking it. So um and the I uh, love the beautiful little ending. We have uh Eva Cassidy cover of Fields of Gold. I don't know if folks are hearing this music, but um gorgeous sunrise with Dawson and Joey and talking about giving their boats away to the little Cape Siders. <laughs> When they leave the when they leave for college, so oh yeah, that was pretty cute. So cute. That was like you know yeah, we're growing up, we're driving, we don't we're not taking the boats to each other's houses. Well, maybe you know little Alexander and yeah, my, yeah, that my was little cute. baby brother or sister. Mm. And that's when jo- was- Dawson tells Joey about the fact that they're he's going to have a sibling. You know, yeah, because that was really. You know, he's sharing all that information with Gretchen. Yeah. And he can't really talk to anybody else about it. He can't talk to Joey. And that was just kind of sad that Dawson couldn't talk to Joey about something major going on in his life. Yeah. And, I mean, the group is fractured. And I love how um, in the next episode, if you don't mind me moving on to that. Go ahead. You had me at goodbye. Like, Andy... This could have been just a, like, let's focus on Andy and all that she's contributed to the group and when I give her a great, proper send-off. But um, true to her character, they they really focus on how much she is, like, you know, a problem solver and an optimist. And uh, she decides that she's going to fix this fractured group before she leaves. So they have, the, like, like we were saying, like, Dawson and Joey have lost touch and even so, like, there's this whole thing where Joey needs to get a recommendation letter from the person that knows you the best. And she hems and haunts about it and finally says, you know what, Dawson it's the right is the right person to ask. And when she asks Dawson, Dawson ends up giving her the letter back like, I'm not that person anymore. So, uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then And then when, when Pacey finds out about it, he's, he's upset that she didn't. You know, that he's yeah. not the person that knows her. But then at the end, she says, you know, Dawson knows my past. You have my future. Yeah, yeah. So apparently they're going to get married and live together forever. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I like Pacey <laughs> just being like, I want to be the person that knows you the best. Uh, one of the many times I was like choking up in this episode. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, Jen's dealing with the fallout, uh, from the whole ecstasy thing, and, uh, it gets even worse because Drew decides to really stir the pot by just go, turning himself in to, oh, and then implicating Jen, which by the way, I was like, why is he turning himself into a cop and, uh, coach Leary? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he filled in for the guidance counselor that one time, but now he just kind of switches back and forth between jobs. <laughs> it's like the investigation in the coach? next episode. It's like, why are they asking Mitch to help out? <laughs> I guess he's part-time guidance counselor too. Um, but yeah, this, he did this so he can spend uh, his hundred hours of community service with Jen and really be the one whispering her, in her ear, I think, the entire time. Mm-hmm. He is the worst person I, ever. <laughs> yeah, we thought Abby Morgan was bad. No, I would. I would love to have Abby Morgan back. I would because you know she was a delight. Like she was. Yeah, poli- she was. She so, was so bad. She was funny. Yeah, yeah. She was. He's like just a, bad. She's like a like a like a Cordelia of the group, whereas Drew is just I don't know. Like awful. She, she he he just just. I don't know. He just says all the worst things and 
I don't know. He definitely uh, deserves something what's coming to him soon. Uh, but, uh, um, what else? Um, oh, I wanted to mention there was a dedication at the end of the episode. David Dukes, the guy who played Andy's father, uh, passed yeah. away. Um, wow. He, just like suddenly? Just like yeah, dropped dead? I guess he was working on the Stephen King miniseries Rose Red, and uh, he died of heart failure while, you know, um, like basically... Not during filming, but as he was filming that. And, uh, yeah, he was, like, in his 50s, I think. Um, and the crazy thing is he died He died October 9th, 2000. And he was in these two episodes, which aired in November. <laughs> so it was kind of, like, mm. weird that, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, poor David Dukes. Um all right, so Andy goes ahead and decides to plan this goodbye dinner and does the classic uh, inviting everybody without telling anybody that you know we're all going to be together and does this whole speech, which I'm like ugly cry face by the end of this. <laughs> she starts with the enough of the blame Jen game. It's not Jen's fault. Just drop it. And then she's like, Dawson, Joey, Pacey, you guys are best friends. You need to pull it back together. And then she's like, this is like where I was like, no, uh, don't do not do it, Andy. Uh, she looks at Jack. She's like, I, you know, you're my brother and I've been your sister and I've been looking out for you. And I get worried about what is going to happen when I leave and whatever. And she's like, Jen is your sister. No. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Ah, and, uh, you know, she's looking around the table at all these, you know, this, this fractured group, and she's like, this is not how I want to remember us. Um, so, yeah, it was like a perfect little um, bonding experience between the whole group because they all, like, like bonded over Andy's wishes for them. to, And, and it's it, it was cute. It was like, you know, they, they're all sitting together. Then they all, like, kind of go off in groups of two and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen and Jack make up. Dawson decides he is going to write the letter afterwards. Um, Pacey and Andy have a moment and just, you know, talking about her her overwhelming optimism and that she's a stalwart. And, um, and yeah, I, 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 lost, I lost it again when Jack was saying um, goodbye to Andy um, at the end. And then they have that whole photo. I think I shared the photo in the in the group like weeks ago, and I didn't even know it came from this episode. I was like, "Oh, it's a nice group photo of them." Um, so I, I I scoured the internet trying to figure out like, all right, so was there a like? I looked at her IMDb. I'm like, is Meredith Monroe get another gig? And like, was moving on to something else? No. Um, you know, because she was like a recurring character in season two, and then was the season a season reg, mid season regular in season three, and then into season four. And by the way, she's going to be in the cast credits for the rest of season four, even though she's not there. Yeah, so it seems like something happened to cause her to leave. Uh, and the only thing I could get uh, was that, uh, and honestly, this is not like sourced at all. <laughs> it's just like somebody mentioned it in a wiki. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw it in a Meredith Monroe wiki article in a Dawson's Creek wiki, so it could be like hearsay. But uh, it said the producers and she uh, realized that Andy McPhee, the character Andy McPhee, has run its course. And uh, there honestly wasn't much more that they had to do with her. Um, they were considering putting her in a relationship with Dawson. That's the only thing they could think of. Which you know, if you come to that point with a character, like just a, like their only purpose is going to be becoming the arm candy of one of your main characters. It's just, it's just get rid of her. And I just thought. Like they gave her like this wonderful goodbye episode. They could have killed her in the last episode, <laughs> but they did it. So I was I was very happy about it. I was this was a this was a, a tearjerker. Yeah, it was a it was a good a nice goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Satis- it was a very satisfying episode. Yeah, yeah. I actually watched uh, the ecstasy episode and this episode right in a row last night, like up late, and I was like, "Thank God, nobody's watching me." <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else about that episode that you wanted to mention? 
I can't remember. I can't. Nothing stands out. Uh, I don't. Oh, uh, don't the letter of so. recommendation was for Williams College, which is about uh, twenty minutes away from me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, a, I'm on the border of New York and Massachusetts. I'm in a Vermont town. Southwestern uh, Vermont. Um, so it's Williams College Williams in College. Massachusetts. Yeah, it's in Williamstown, Massachusetts. Williamstown, yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, my wife actually worked um, in that town um, for a while. So, yeah, very familiar with it. So let's get into the unusual suspects. Uh, okay. Yeah. Jack goes to visit Jen. She's a sl- she's sleepy. She wakes up. She says, "Am I having a dream? Are you suddenly straight?" <laughs> so does that mean that she's really in love with him? No, I think she, it was the fact that he arrived at her doorstep with flowers in hand. You know, just continuing on with that, like let's like make up and be friends. But he's also like doing this whole gag where it's where it's like uh, you know I've discovered a way for you to be to do community service and it's to help me out at soccer because Andy's gone. So here's some flowers. I hope you feel better about it. <laughs> I don't think Jen has like those feelings. I think she's honestly like a sister to him at this point. So, yeah. Like, maybe or, or you know, I thought, okay, is she in love with him? Or is it that you're such a great guy, you would be perfect for me? Yeah, I, I think it was more like just a joke at her, on her part. It's just a yeah. guy showing Don't think too. I'm thinking too. Flowers. I'm thinking too much about it. Yeah. I'm thinking too deep. Don't think so deep about it. So some background information on this particular episode. Um, this episode, uh, I think, is the only episode of Dawson's Creek written by uh, Jonathan Kasdan, who is the son of Lawrence Kasdan. Um, mm-hmm. wrote Empire, Empire. Raiders. Mm-hmm. And then they, he has two sons, John Kasdan, and then there's Jake Kasdan, who does uh, Freaks and Geeks, a new girl. But John, new girl, yeah. John did In the Land of Women and uh, The First Time. I think that's a Zach Braff comedy. I don't know. Uh, but uh, most importantly, he is right now co-writing with his father the young Han Solo movie. So, all right, perhaps he might be a little bit inspired by uh, the antics of one Pacey Witter when writing Han Solo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also directed by James Whitmore Jr., who is one of those directors that you see on great episodes of TV, and he only dips in for a couple episodes, like he did um, Reprise of Angel. He did the Zeppo mm-hmm. of Buffy. Oh, such a great episode. Yeah, like, uh, if you watch The Good Wife, there is this episode called Hitting the Fan, which is a freaking, like, blows, like, it's it just an amazing episode uh, um, uh, of The Good Wife. So, uh, he did all those episodes and tons more. There's so, his, his IMDb is great. You're like, if you're familiar with the shows, usually the episodes he's directed are pretty badass. Like, he also uh, directed True Love. Um, of this show, so mm. I know when I see his name, I have like a warm feeling in my heart. Yeah, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> uh, and just to clear up uh, what I was, I think I was uh, talking about last week was the unusual suspects. That's an X Files episode, and yeah, that that episode uh, aired three years before this one, so not the mm. most original title, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, and it's so referential to uh, the usual suspects. Yeah. Because it's like, this is what you think happened. That is not at all what happened. Let's flash back and show you what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had something information. Here, you go on. I got to look on, look up something really quick. I thought I had. I'll go on about how. you know, we we didn't think Dawson could do anything so underhanded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, with Pacey's influence, you know, I think Dawson likes to uh, play games, you know. Uh, yeah, because they had said uh, what, th- that somebody had did a great prank when they were in the ninth grade yeah. or tenth, ninth grade. They said that they were going to beat it when they got to be seniors. <laughs> You know, I'm thinking back about it, and uh, remember he was Mr. Prankster uh, in the the Halloween episode. Yeah. Yeah. 
Here's the here's the trivia I forgot to write down, but I just looked it up. Dawson's Creek is shot like a motion picture using a single camera and often filmed on location rather than a large studio-bound uh, production. Uh, while most ep- episodes are conventional, there are two episodes exploring a story from differing perspectives, and uh, the first is The Unusual Suspects. It says it was filmed like a, a film noir detective story with camera work and music appropriate to the genre, and I guess there's an episode next season. That we'll talk more about then, but mm. uh, yeah, I I really was reminded of Heather's turn. The beginning of this it was like a cross between the like a like a detective story and and Heather's a lot of the like the dark underbelly of uh, high school. Um, yeah, so and was it just me? I, this went by really quick. I watched it like an hour before we were supposed to record. Uh, so I didn't do any rewatches, or and I didn't have any time to rewind. But when they started calling people to the office to talk to the principal, did did they call that like it was like Dawson and Pacey and like two two black kids too? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, did they call them too? Like, we want our main stars, and let's see who else would steal a boat and a dog. Let's get can, can the two black boys that were that go to our school please come to the office? <laughs> they weren't questioned either, so I wasn't sure if they were just in the background or they. Uh, they were suspects too, and never would. Yeah, why did they think them? Yeah, where, 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 why are they suspicious of them? Yeah, yeah, it was like it need. They needed to explain why those, why the other people were being looked at, mm-hmm. why they were suspects. Yeah, and uh, everybody's got an alibi, and we is fun. We get to go back and see what each of them were doing. Um, so we should probably go like character by character to to talk about their little. Plots. Which one do you want to start with? How did it start out? Where would when did Dawson lose the keys? Yeah, Dawson apparently lost the keys in uh, Drew's car, but really it was planted. I kind of lost track of <laughs> like there was things happening during the episode. I was like, they're setting Drew up, or something. like especially in the the hardware store where Jack was like. All right, so I'm going to need you to buy this paint and <laughs> go buy this and that, and uh, I've got a uh, uh, soccer things to do. Yeah, soccer things. <laughs> yeah, they were being nice to Drew. I was like, what is up with that? Why do Why do they want to be friends with Drew? Yeah, Dawson was at the movies and bought him some popcorn, and now they're like yeah. super friends. And then Pacey's like, oh, I'll catch a ride with Drew, you know. And uh, especially, especially, yeah, again, in the hardware store, Drew's like, well, I wouldn't think you'd want to hang out with me after that whole incident with your sister. And he's like, ah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Bygones be bygones. Uh, All right. So uh, I love, uh, okay, well, we were talking about Jack and Jen, so maybe we could talk about the soccer story in this. Um, Did Jen get tangled up in the... <laughs> was it just me, or did she just literally just fall over? Like, not the really best at prat, like believable prat falls, Michelle Williams, but like she just like kind of turned and then fell right over. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Jack decides to put Molly in to be the goalie, and then the fathers are like, "You, you better win this game, or you're fired." And they win the game, but of course, there's some sort of stupid tally system where. Molly lets some goals go by, and that's going to work against their place in the league or some crap like that. So Jack gets fired anyway. And poor little Molly thinks it's all her fault because she listens in on that whole thing. Like, the fact that she let those goals go through uh, screws up their chances and now has cost Jack his job. But really, it's just because they're homophobic assholes and they're looking for a, a real, real, you know, a safe reason. Just an excuse. Yeah. So, I guess we're done with Coach Jack. Good. (laughs) I don't know why. I guess because it's just uncomfortable and awkward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. Are you doing your dishes during our podcast? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm. I I bait. I I, um. I was cooking bones for Sadie. And uh, she's looking at me like, hey, are those bones ready? Are those bones ready? Those bones are probably ready by now. They've been cooking for a long time. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, I, wanna, I don't want to interrupt. Uh, you know, I want to get in the way of Sadie getting her bones. So. <laughs> yeah, now so now I'm putting the bone under the cold water uh, okay. to cool the bone off, so Sadie can have her bone. <laughs> There's so many dirty jokes. Um, all right, so Dawson with Mr. Brooks, uh, what are you thinking about, Mr. Oh, Brooks? Yeah. Oh, okay. So because Dawson uh, stole Mr. Brooks's boat yeah. to rescue Pacey, uh-huh. uh, he owes him something. So all he can do because he, he and Jack have been painting houses during the summer. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. He's painting his house By to the way, pay him back. There was this, there was, Sorry, I'm washing the nasty animal fat off my hands. Okay. Um, it was funny in the first episode we saw Dawson like painting Mr. Brooks' house. He was like, using this little paintbrush. I was like, you're not really painting a lot using that paintbrush, Dawson. <laughs> that's going to take a long time. Long time, yeah. So uh, this is towards the end of his whole agreement, and uh, like he's painted Mr. Brooks's entire house. He's painted his fence. And fixed his boat where it was damaged, uh, so it, the debt is all paid up. But no, Mr. Brooks wants him to organize stuff in his house, clear off some dusty old uh, files and yearbooks or whatever, um, and that he's going to pay Dawson now to do this. But of course, any job involving Mr. Brooks means Mr. Brooks is going to constantly uh, harass him and tell him how hard berate him yeah, just, and just no good. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. I don't think I would have a lot of patience for that. Dawson is a lot more um, easygoing. I mean, he gets his his uh, he gets a little irritated about the whole thing and walks out on him a couple times, especially after he calls Gretchen a floozy. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, uh, Dawson comes back and is like, "Hey, you know, um, you don't know my life," and. Uh, I don't want to be like you, uh, but I can tell that you're somebody who wants to push people away, and you're not going to push me away. So I'm going to be here, and I'm going to finish my job, and blah, 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 blah. But he also discovers that Mr. Brooks was a filmmaker in his past, and uh, he says that he's scared that he's going to turn out like Mr. Brooks, that he's going to be someone who pushes all his friends away. So... You're kind of reading this, uh, thinking this has to do a bit with Dawson, Dawson and Pacey, and it, and it really does. I mean, when they're burying evidence later in the episode, Dawson, even though he kind of made up with Pacey, and it was good to see them actually working on this whole prank together, um, Dawson is also uh, still kind of tense about the whole situation when it's brought up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not back. It's almost like they're just going through the motions of of performing this prank, but there's no connection, yeah. friendship with each other. Yeah. But you know that they're on the track back to becoming friends again. Yeah, yeah. Dawson just needs to like hook up with Gretchen finally so he can finally be get distracted. It, <laughs> yeah, get it out of his system. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I really have no idea. Speaking of, I have no idea. Like we didn't talk about how uh, at the – after the rave, uh, Dawson and Gretchen like had this thing where Gretchen's like, "You're not still crushing on me," and Dawson's like, "No, of course not. I'm your friend." Blah blah. blah. And that, but they yeah, still- well, I don't have any intentions. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But um, you know, when there's he's saying goodbye to her on her doorstep, you know, there's a bit of like. Uh, there's a pause of yeah. Uh, what is she thinking? Yeah. Is she thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. And I think there's a bit of Gretchen is uh, is is considering it, but probably yeah. She's probably like, like, this Dawson is hot, mm-hmm. and we're connecting on all these levels. Yeah. But he's four years younger than her. I think it's something like that. I mean, he's no Henry. That's not right. That's not right, is it? <laughs> he's, he's not, not four years. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, when you're in high school, with Jen being in high school, that's one thing that she can't go younger. But would that be, I guess that would be statutory rape. Uh, I don't know what the age of consent is in uh, North Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can say that it would be a really uh, interesting way for Dawson to finally get revenge on Pacey. Be like, well, yeah, I'm sleeping with your sister. How about that? Oh, yeah. 
yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, and that was interesting where they all rode to the rave together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dawson and Gretchen up front and Joey and Pacey in the back. Mm-hmm. I, also, uh, when uh, – I love how we're talking about an episode two, uh, two episodes ago. Uh, 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 I did like when after ha- having that final good, awkward goodbye with Gretchen – Dawson literally turns off the porch and Joey is standing there like in her own mind, like just staring off. It's like, was he, would he have gone for it if with Joey, like 10 feet away? Yeah. What if Joey had, what if Dawson wasn't taking Joey home? Joey wasn't standing there. Yeah. If Dawson and Gretchen were alone, would it have been different? Yeah. Well, that and like, if Gretchen was like, come here, big boy. And, uh, Dawson would Dawson have gone for it knowing that Joey was standing so far and so close close by I don't know mm-hmm. uh, all right back to back to the big case here um, we didn't talk about Pacey and Doug go <laughs> okay so why did Pacey go on a ride along with Doug well they had to do with that career aptitude test and it said that he was supposed to he's going to be a police officer uh he, he that's that's what this test said and so he's going to do a, a day-long ride along with uh with doug and doug is like i don't care what you've seen on tv it does not compare with the day that i have mm-hmm. and pacey does see what doug does all day and he is a good guy he does like you know he's Serving the people all day long. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. And eating the donuts. And, <laughs> donuts. <laughs> and uh, so Pacey sees his brother in a different light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, they're already on the the lookout for this dog that's missing the principal's dog. Um, but yeah. Oh. Hey, oh, God. Shear. What's his name? Harry Shear. From Harry Shear from the Simpsons. The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. That's a voice you can't like hear coming out of a human being. That yeah, it's weird. So weird. I'm like, wow, is he putting on an, a voice? No, that's that's just his regular voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, bitch, I think I've figured it out. You don't know your pro- Poirot like I do. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Pacey really digs it into Doug. Like, what you do is, you know. Not effectual, and I wouldn't want to turn out like you. And you're, you think you're, you think you're, uh, what was it, Officer Callahan or something like that, and, or Harry Callahan, like Dirty Harry, but you're actually just Barney Fife. <laughs> and uh, Doug's just like, Ugh, and then says, you know, you presume to judge me again. I'm going to beat the ugly out of you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I love these little subtle things like. Um, um, Pacey gets a ride home with uh, Drew and says something. It's a karma thing, and um, uh, Drew gets gives back the keys to Dawson and uh, says, uh, "What goes around comes around." And Dawson's like, "Oh, that's so true." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's little hints throughout the episode, but uh, so so Principal Peskin. Uh, being the uh, amateur master amateur detective that he is, he puts it all together and says that Drew got the paint. He had copied the keys and he was found at the yacht club. So whatever. And then his mother is then Drew, Drew's mother is like, "This is just like last year's ferret incident," which I was like, "What?" <laughs> See, that woman is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, what do you think happened with the ferrets? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, so we find out that Principal Peskin is actually a lot more lenient than Principal Green. Get this: Drew gets two weeks suspension and probation for stealing a boat and a dog, vandalizing the boat with paint, and just being a total jerk. Matt Caulfield got expelled for just vandalizing Joey's mural and being a total jerk, of course. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, wow, Peskin. Um, but I did like how Drew, uh, you know, even as he's being 
like giving his punishments. He's sitting there and he's laughing to himself because he knows he got completely played. And uh, he tells Harry Potter, uh, <laughs> touche. I love that he called Joey Harry Potter. So, are you with me? Hello, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, because her last name's Potter. Oh. I, I was surprised to hear something in the year filmed in the year two thousand mention Harry Potter, but I guess it was a thing back then. Oh yeah, it must have been like the first book just came out or something. Yeah, uh, must have. Uh, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that just seems like so long ago when I watched these episodes. It's been like so much has happened. Oh my gosh, this, yeah, th- this actually they, he references Harry Potter before he, the movie came out in two thousand one. So mm. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone came out in 1997. So back in the four years before Harry Potter um, was a film star, he was actually uh, he was like the Da Vinci Code. Everybody had to read it. <laughs> anyway, um, so at the end, uh, Pacey just apologizes to Doug, and Doug actually drops a nice compliment on him, says that he admires him, and that he was born to break the rules and uh, not not to be a police officer, but in a good way. <laughs> um, Dawson discovers that uh, Mr. Brooks was a filmmaker by doing some web searches. And by the way, that was a little weird. They dropped this little clue at the when he's looking through the yearbooks. They, he, he looks up Mr. Brooks's um, yearbook picture, and it said like his, his name's Arthur Isaac Brooks, and he went by the nickname Zach. So Gretchen finds Dawson searching for Mr. Brooks on the internet. It's not coming up with anything. She's like, "Does he have a nickname or whatever?" And and he doesn't type in Zach Brooks. He types in AI Brooks and comes up with his filmography. Which I was like, why did they even show that in the yearbook if they weren't going to use whatever? You probably didn't catch any of that. <laughs> no, because I, I didn't. I'm, Zach, I don't remember anything about Zach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was, uh, we find out that Mitch is knows totally what happened, and he's just going to let it slide. I like when Joey comes in and finds uh, Pacey and Dawson putting everything in a large garbage bag. And Jack climbs in the window and he's like, wow, that's a real bitch when there's not a ladder there. (laughs) (laughs) Did he just scale the side of the house? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, at the end of the episode, Pacey says, I want to watch. I I just want you to trust again, Dawson, and uh, I'm not going to give up. And, uh, uh, Dawson's like, maybe you will, maybe you will. And then he says, the last line of the episode is like, and eh, you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll just, uh, we'll just kill each other. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's a dark ending. <laughs> maybe it's a, uh, I don't know. Was that from the usual suspects or is it, uh, or is it maybe, uh, okay. You know, what was the movie? Um, oh, what was the God dog at the movie where the people meet on the train? Two men on a train. That's oh, not it. Strangers on a train. <laughs> That's the movie I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, maybe it's from that or something. Yeah, I have no. It idea. wasn't foreshadowing. Well, I don't know. Do they? Do they murder each other at the end of the show? I do, I do not think they murder each other. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So yeah. that's great that Dawson and Pacey and Joey can be in the same room and it not be awkward. Yeah. Maybe Pacey and Joey just, you know, kind of pull back on the PDA around Dawson, make it mm-hmm. a little easier for him. And of course, you know. not Yeah, not show Dawson that they are much hotter together than Joey and Dawson. <laughs> Even though the title credits try to like show that Dawson and Joey were once a thing, and uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I, it's, I, I can imagine why I was still a Dawson Joey shipper back then. Because honestly, the title credits are just like, "Remember Dawson and Joey," <laughs> and there's barely any Joey and Pacey at all. I yeah, you remember Joey and Dawson? OTP. <laughs> Maybe this will change in uh, the season five. 
uh, opening credits when they they'll probably need to reshuffle scenes around if they have to get rid of they're they're taking Meredith Monroe out of the credits so but Mm -hmm. we'll have to wait till then because she's in the credits for the rest of the uh, season Um, and by the way uh, in case you're wondering and hopefully don't mind being spoiled she does show up two more times in the show so well good just for an episode Um, okay so uh, anything else we're almost going an hour at this point. It's just crazy. Probably yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> okay. Well, we are at this point past the halfway point of Dawson's Creek. Yay! <laughs> Good. We are sixty-six episodes down. We have sixty-two to go. And next time on We Don't Want to Wait, we will be discussing episodes Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Mm. (laughs) Uh, Self-Reliance, The Tao of Dawson, and The Tay of Pacey. So very, Hmm. we'll have some, uh, is it Buddhist or is it Taoism? Was that the same thing? I'm going to research all this stuff. I don't know. We're ugly Americans. We don't know. (laughs) But I think it reflects... There was those books that were big at the time. There was The Tao of Pooh and The the Tay of Piglet. Do you remember those? Maybe me and my... Really? Yeah, me and my hippie friends probably just read that. Nobody else did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. While you were following fish around the country. uh, Yeah. Oh, I was just the worst. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't. I was just. Uh, I, I, I was just. Uh, I, I was. Yeah, I was just in for a fun time, and uh, yeah. I have a. I have a yin yang tattoo on my arm that I wish never existed. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter every once in a while points to it and is just like, "Oh, it's so pretty." I was like, "No, it isn't. Don't ever get this. This is terrible." <laughs> I was 18. I was 18. I should not have been allowed to scar my skin forever. Yeah. My husband has a uh, a Notre Dame Fighting Irish on his arm. All right. Is he still like Notre He's Dame? not. Not really. Yeah. There you go. Yes. My 18-year-old mind was like, yin-yang, man. It's like light and dark, man. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like riding the line. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all the information I want to give out this week, and I'm glad we have a very small listenership. So uh, there you go, Internet. Uh, Have at it, and we'll see you next week on We Don't Want to Wait. Bye. Bye. Oh, what episodes are we doing next week? I already told you. Why are you paying attention to me? Oh, shit. I'm so tired. Bye again, everybody. (laughs) 